Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash bookshow. Then go over to morbidlybeautiful.com as we are now part of the Morbidly Beautiful Podcasting Network. It has been established that persons who have recently died have been returning to life and committing acts of murder. Have you checked the children? children. I want to play a game. The box. You opened it. We came. This is the All America Spook Show. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the All American Spook Show podcast. I'm Josh. I'm joined here with Donnie. Dope. And the Professor Smoke. Will couldn't be with us, and I guess we'll see if that was a mercy killing or not. Because <laughs> this week we're going to be talking about the latest uh, re- horror release on the calendar, right? It just came out this past Friday night, October 6th. The Exorcist Believer. The sequel of the original Exorcist that pretends the other Exorcist sequels never happened. So this is David Gordon Green again, pretending, just like he did with that latest Halloween trilogy, pretending that the other shit didn't happen, right? Just, let's just take the original source material and run from there. None of that other stuff is all. It's the same thing. This one never happened. No. Yeah, well, mm. we'll get there. <laughs> Spoiler alert for ourselves. That's a good time to bring up, if you have not listened to this good show before, welcome. And also, we are a spoiler filled podcast. Now, I guess we can have a slight discussion here how deep we want to go into spoilers since this movie just did come out. So maybe there are certain points we don't talk too deep about when we when we go into it a little later. What do you guys think? Like, I mean, we, uh, we'll bring everything up, but you don't, it just came out. So there's probably a lot of people that haven't seen this yet. So I think we can still talk about it without giving out every single fucking aspect of the movie, right? So we'll just, Yeah. I mean, we, we gave our little spoiler warning. So at this point, you know, it's a brand new movie. And if you don't want yeah, to, it's true. A little bit. Yeah. I mean, I guess, yeah, like you said, we won't spoil every little detail. But if you don't want any spoilers, then you might as well just come back to us after you've seen it. <laughs> yeah. That, that's a good way to put it. So just if, if you want to watch it, hit pause now. Trust me, this, this podcast won't disappear. Go watch it and then come back and listen to us, good or bad, speak on this film. Um, also, we want you to visit aaspookshow.com. We like to call that the center of the Spook Show universe. From there, you can go listen to our podcast archives, which now is, uh, this is what, episode 181. So we're 180 episodes deep in the podcast archives. So we've we've talked about a little bit of everything for almost five years. That's right. At the, end, at the end of the month, we celebrate at Halloween every year our anniversary. And this year just happens to be our fifth anniversary. So... Uh, lots of cool stuff coming up between now and then, and, and we'll tease at the end what's coming up next before we get there. But just know that the rest of the month is going to be pretty cool here for the Spook Show. Um, but you can go on aaspookshow.com where our archives are. Also, you can access our YouTube channel where we have lots of cool weekly series over there like Grindhouse Gutter, Hammer Horror and Order. Lots of cool series that we do over on YouTube. Those are short form videos, no more than usually around 15 minutes or so. So they're not like full on episodes. We don't take the deep, deep dive, but we get to talk about them, give a kind of our 
our ratings on the spot, so to speak. And then we reserve the right to change those one of these days when we talk about them in full here on the podcast. Also over on patreon.com slash AA spook show. You can reach it from a spook show.com every month. We have craps for peace theater, Donnie's favorite thing of the month. Mm. It's like his, it's like his version of having PMS. Every, well, usually I'm not there. So mm. historically you're right. You're <laughs> historically. You're historically. The one that, yeah. yeah. That someone's on a little streak. Yeah, well, it's yeah, gotta yeah. gotta inflated their ego yeah, a little I'm, bit. I'm I'm a little high on my own supply right now because I, <laughs> I can't do I can't do any wrong because this month, friends, you've got my latest pick to suffer through. You're gonna be watching. You know, we're gonna be talking about Halloween in a couple weeks, which is John Carpenter's masterpiece, mm, or at yes. least arguably one of his masterpieces, right? Compared to the thing or a couple others, whatever floats your boat is subjective. We're going all the way down toward the bottom of the John Carpenter barrel for Crapster Peace theater here on October 27th. So it's a fright for you right before Halloween. And you guys, not me because I nominated it. You guys are going to be talking about ghost of Mars. I don't have to be there, so I'm not... You know what? I've still never finished that movie because I won't be there for the episode, so I won't be there to tell the story. I went to the theater and saw that movie. I don't think I made it halfway through it. I got up and left. I couldn't even <laughs> I couldn't even finish watching it. So I think that's a nice little appetizer for you, for you listeners out there to know what Donnie and Will and Smoke are uh, in store for there for old Ghost of Mars. So that'll be coming up at the end of the month just before our fifth anniversary right there at Halloween. So lots coming up this month, the other stuff we talked about, and we'll talk about it some more at the end. So without any further buildup, let's go ahead and toss to the trailer for The Exorcist Believer. worlds with hope and dreams and a desire to be happy dad something's going on with my daughter it's happening to my daughter too the devil has one wish wherever those girls went they brought something back with them (laughs) to make us lose faith i believe you can help get our daughters back to kill it in us and the devil never gives up She knows who I am. Where's the other girl? What you're doing here is dangerous. People have died on both sides of possession. Come home, baby. Come back to us, okay? 
you don't make it, I don't make it. Mama. What is it, baby? I can't, I can't do you. Baby, I'm right here. I don't want to go to hell. God, lay that trick on you. <laughs> there are two heartbeats. Is it working? They're beating in sync. Be strong. What did you do? One girl lives, one girl dies. You can choose. All right, there you go. That's the trailer for that. Normally, this is where we talk about, like, well, you know, Smoke, you've seen it five times, blah, blah, blah. Obviously, this is a brand new movie, so... What, Donnie, what were your expectations? Not not like, you know, what you thought about the movie, because we'll get into that. But what were your expectations going in? So I try, you know, and this is basically for any big release that, you know, comes out. Uh, I try to not watch any trailers at all. So uh, <clears throat> going in. I had heard a couple of things and I saw it on our, uh, uh, it was, uh, our, um, podcast no- network, uh, morbidly beautiful. Um, the, uh, editor of that, uh, Stephanie, uh, I had, you know, she had posted something, you know, like a review just, or just her thoughts. Not really, not, not really like a review. It was more like, you know, um, it was some, someone else stating that basically she, she was, she was touting, you know, give it a chance, you know, critics have not, you know, been kind to it, but, you know, give it a chance. Uh, so aside from that, I had, I hadn't really heard anything. And that so was, I was, and smoke, I was I trying say, to go in open-minded and smoke. I'd say you're probably about the same, right? Cause I had seen some of that. The scuttlebutt was, the critics were not being very nice to this movie, right? Yeah, yeah, I heard something like I didn't want to like like Donnie said, I didn't want to see or read too much or hear too much about it, but I did hear not directly listening to it in a reviewer or YouTuber or anything like that, but just somebody saying, Yeah, I've heard that it's the reviews are not that good. Yeah. <laughs> so that's so I went into it expecting nothing and hoping hoping for a little iota of something, you know, to come through in the movie. If I went in expecting nothing, maybe it would surprise me. So and, we'll you know, get we, to. We had mentioned that last week when we talked about the Exorcist. That like, obviously, we all want this to be as good as yeah. the Exorcist. You know, like that's what I want. I want to go and experience that again. Or you know, let's take that and improve on it. You know, however you want to phrase it. You know, mm. and we'll get into whether they did that or not here. But that's that was my expectation level, not the Exorcist. But yeah. like, let's just make something that can make you feel good. That like, you know what? this was a pretty decent sequel or follow up to that. That, that was my expectation. And I wanted it to be memorable for the right reasons. Yeah. The same, I think I feel the same. I felt the same way when we, you know, we talked about the other David Gordon green trilogy, the Halloween, you know, the recent Halloween trilogy. I want to love that. I want to appreciate that. And there were a lot of aspects of that, that I, I did. And there were a lot of, it, you know, that I didn't <laughs> in that, well, you know, same. I think, I think most of us specifically to that third one. But, you know, that, that was where my expectations were. And, and I'm like you guys, I, I try to avoid the trailers, the reviews, everything, so I can form my own opinions. But for this one, 
I think that it was pretty hard to avoid everybody already kind of crapping on it from the word go. Like it, it seemed the groundswell hit pretty fast, like middle of last week. I was seeing shit left and right, like, you know, not good. You know, so like I was, it was like dodging a minefield, like, fuck, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. Shut up. Shut up. But I kept seeing stuff. So I'm like, oh, fuck, you know, that subconsciously it does lower the bar a little bit, at least for me. When you see that three or four times, you're like, oh, fuck, this thing's not going to be good, is it? And then, it, you know, you, you start to, whether you like, whether you like to do that or not, you start to kind of form a little bit of opinion before you even go see it. So I try not to let that affect things, but, you know, I think subconsciously it kind of does sometimes. Um, anyways, you know, we'll, we'll get into our thoughts here in just a second, but <clears throat> I'll run through some of the background information we have here for this. Like I mentioned a minute ago, it just came out this past Friday. So it was released October 6, 2023. It was produced by Blumhouse Productions, Morgan Creek Entertainment, and Rough House Pictures, distributed by Universal Pictures. That's right, Smoke, the same house that brought you Frankenstein, Dracula, the Wolfman, the Mummy, brings you the Exorcist Believer. <laughs> <laughs> uh of course if if you know because they have a house in universal and uh went down to the halloween horror nights there was an exorcist believer house down there well there you go well surprise, a little bit spoiled surprise, surprise, right? <laughs> true yeah I mean, you're probably right um <laughs> of course if you've ever seen anything to do with the exorcist no surprise here this movie is rated r total runtime of one hour and 51 minutes uh on imdb it's listed as a horror movie this, uh, it was filmed in, I guess parts were filmed in Santa Domingo in the Dominican Republic. I'm assuming that stuff at the beginning, you know, the earthquake and all that stuff that happened to the first, the opening scenes <clears throat> and then the yeah. rest, and then Haiti, I mean, it was supposed to be it Haiti, but I guess they Haiti, shot it. Yeah. It was supposed to be Haiti, but I assume that's where they shot. Those scenes were in Santo Domingo, Dominican Republic. And the rest was shot in the Atlanta and Savannah, Georgia areas. From October of last year, 2022, to February of this year, 2023, for a budget of $30 million. That's a far cry higher than some of the other movies we talk about usually here on the podcast, right? But $30 million was the, uh, supposedly the budget for this one. And uh, believe it or not, even though it ju uh, it just came out, we already have the uh, early numbers for uh, the top 10 in the box office this past weekend. So let's go ahead and run through it. Number 10, the... 30th anniversary re-release of Hocus Pocus. That made uh, $1.5 million this past weekend. Number nine, The Equalizer 3. That's the latest Denzel movie in its sixth week. Number eight, Dumb Money. Number seven, one of Smoke's favorites, The Nun 2. It is in its, mm. it is in its fifth week. As, you know, it just got its uh, fifth week. And it is currently... Made just over $81 million, believe it or not, The Nun 2. Which I don't think is even half as successful as the original Nun was, if I recall. But so far, it's made over $81 million, believe it or not. Um, and I, by the way, I've heard almost zero buzz on that one. I haven't seen it yet, but like, not that I've heard anything bad. I haven't heard anything. That That's even worse sometimes. I saw it. We saw it in the theater. And I mean, I'll save my comparison to that versus this because we are we're trying i know we're not really getting into our thoughts necessarily on the movie yet uh -oh. <laughs> that didn't bode well uh <laughs> number six another th somewhat themed movie for the uh the season a haunting in venice uh that's a uh, in its fourth week number five the blind number four the creator number three another one perfect for the season 
Saw X or Saw 10, however you want to say that. 10. 10 of those motherfuckers. Now, we haven't done any Saw movies yet. We will. No. That's more of like a Hellraiser run right there. Mm. Although, I will argue that the Saw franchise is way better than the Hellraiser. It's going to be way better than Uh, the Hellraiser. At least, okay, at least the uh, secondary, like, I say secondary, but, you know, once you get past the first two or three. Those are better movies, yeah. better movies than say Hellseeker or Bloodline and all that shit, you know, that we've been suffering through the last year or so. But anyways, we'll find out. Only time will tell as far as amongst us. Number two, Donnie, this is yours, man. Paul Patrol, the mighty movie in his second week made $11.7 million. I know you're happy about that. Good returns. For mm. You. Mm. And number one, by far in the box office this weekend, drum roll, please. The Exorcist Believer, and early estimates, I guess, made uh, over $27 million this past weekend in its opening weekend. So, I mean, this time of year, that's not a huge shock, right? I mean, Saul has been out for two weeks now, Saul 10, and The Nun 2 has been out for five weeks. So, this time of year, people want to go see horror. They've probably already seen The Nun 2 and Saul 10, so The Exorcist Believer kind of wins by proxy as far as this time of year is concerned. Um so there you go. Off to a roaring start so far, 27.2. So we'll see how far it goes up or down in the weeks to follow. Well, one thing we know for sure, it's got, it's a, uh, it cost them $400 million just to get the franchise. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Yeah. Because, uh, the exorcist was released by Warner brothers, right? The original. So I assume they had to work some deal there. Yeah. Yeah. And then on top of that, they had to, in you know, in addition to paying four hundred million, they had to guarantee a trilogy. Yeah, so that means so like even means- if which we've already uh, um, you know delved into the uh, the the box office numbers, but um, you know even if it just tanks from here on out, doesn't do well, the next two you know movies they have to be made. Yeah. Well, we'll see whether that is. Worth it or not. <laughs> one, one thing I did see, and like I said, we're not really, I know we haven't really gotten into our uh, thoughts on the movie yet, but, but another thing that kind of doesn't bode well is I saw recently an article, uh, as in today, about David Gordon Green being something either rumored or uh, he's either stepping down from the director's seat for the next one or or something, something along those lines. <laughs> well, hey, I, you know, once again, like you said, we won't get into thoughts here in a minute, but uh, that wouldn't hurt my feelings. Uh, mm. Speaking of Indeed. which, this was directed and screenplay written by and screen story written by David Gordon Green, uh, who would probably best be known lately for that latest Halloween trilogy that we've talked about. But also, he's more of a comedy guy. Like He's done a lot of that stuff with uh, uh, Danny McBride and that crew of guys like Eastbound and Down. You know, those those comedy series for HBO, a handful of other movies. Uh, so really that's more of his bread and butter. And it's, and it's and it's similar to Jordan Peele in a way that like only over the last, you know, say five, six years, whatever the time frame is, has he become more of a horror guy with the Halloween trilogy and a couple other things, right? So uh, mixed mixed reviews and mixed results there, obviously, like anybody. Mm-hmm. But So yeah, he, he's more of a horror guy at the moment. And uh, the screenplay was also written by Peter Sattler, who uh, worked on Camp X-Ray and Broken Diamonds. And also the screen story was written by, you know, David Gordon Green and also Scott Teams, uh, 
who this right here explains a lot to me. Scott Teams was one of the writers, or maybe the writer, on Firestarter, that remake from last year, which was one of my oh. worst of twenty twenty two. I never I never saw it, thankfully, but and yeah, I never did. Don't, don't. Well, we will eventually, but don't. Uh, and I think about the location or on or something or sick or something. Yeah. Just let me know ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Just let me know ahead of time. I'll be sick. Uh, I'm the best, right? <laughs> <laughs> and Scott teams also worked on insidious, the red door, which, you know, I don't know, blasphemy, blasphemy or not sacrilege or not to some people. I've never seen any of the insidious movies, so I can't say whether that's good or bad. I've seen the first different. two, I think. The first two, I've seen, I've seen all of them up to this point now. But one thing I haven't seen, so you haven't seen any of the Insidious ones. I still have never seen any of the Paranormal Activity movies. So. Yeah. <laughs> so together we uh, make some kind of Jason Voorhees type creature. I don't know what. Yeah. Um, At some point, I guess we we'll have to do those. And I've been holding off on watching any of the uh, Paranormal Activities just to do it on the show. So Scott Teams gets blame or credit for this Firestarter and Insidious: The Red Door. He's got his fingers on the on all those pies for good or bad. And of course, Danny McBride, who's mostly an actor, but and you would remember him best as Kenny Powers from Eastbound and Down. But he's been in tons of comedy movies, series. Uh, you know, once again, a comedy guy who is now diving into in the horror because of the success of Halloween and now this. Right. Uh, this movie stars Ellen Burstyn as Chris McNeil. That's right, Ellen Burstyn from the original Exorcist reprises her role as Chris McNeil for this one. Um, Donnie, you may also remember that she was in The Wicker Man. Not the good one, but the Craftsterpiece <laughs> Theater one oh, from 2006. Yes. Remember, she was Sister Summer's Isle. I recall. Yeah. But, I mean, that's you. not... That's a, you <laughs> son of a... That's not to shit on Ellen Burstyn, right? Like, that movie, no, that no, movie no, sucked, no, no. but, like, Ellen no. Burstyn has had a fucking long, long, successful so, career. She wasn't going to do this. She actually wasn't going to. Um, they had asked her to reprise her role. I'm sure she they, turned them down. I'm sure they've, I bet you they've probably asked her to do it a number of times. Yeah. You know, because they've made a hundred of these fucking Offered her a sums of money. <laughs> Quite a few yeah, sums of money. They doubled her salary. And then she's like, okay, well, yeah, I'll do it now. And then she ended up uh, funding a like like a scholarship at the, uh, um, like one of her, well, uh, and I may be butchering this, but she ended up fu funding a scholarship at, uh, you know, one of the schools she so, attended. So she took the ill-gotten gains. and Yes. Ill-gotten. <laughs> <laughs> turned the negative into a positive is what you're saying. Oh, uh, you know. That's we'll good. See. Good for her, though. Good see, for her. And like I said, yeah. dude, I mean, like, you go on IMDb, man. I don't, I don't have it pulled up right away, but she, she has hundreds of uh, uh, credits acting credits on IMDb that go all the way back to like the late fifties, early sixties. I mean, <laughs> and she was in like every fucking series, TV series of the sixties and seventies too. Like at least one episode. And I want to say, uh, when I was looking through it, at least three episodes of Gunsmoke. So remember what we said, there's always of a certain age, there's always some connection to Gunsmoke or what is it? The love boat or a team or something. There's, <laughs> there's always a connection. <laughs> Miami vice had quite a few as well yeah, in the eighties. Yeah. I guess. That was just a thing in the eighties too. But yeah, the, every time we of a certain age, when we look at their, uh, filmographies, uh, we find that, but yeah, she, I, I, if I, if memory serves me correctly, I think it was three episodes of Gunsmoke. So there, there, there you go. Um, Leslie Odom Jr. As Victor, he's the, one of the dads of the girls that are affected in the movie. 
he may be best known for Murder on the Orient Express, that remake from a few years ago, and then uh, Hamilton, which was, I'm not sure if he was had a role in the stage version or not. I don't know enough about Hamilton to know, but he, he was in the movie production of Hamilton. Um, Lydia Jewett as Angela. Uh, she's had, you know, she's, she's young. I think she's only like 16 or so. Uh, but she's been in a few things, uh, including uh, she had a role in the movie Hidden Figures a few years ago. And she also has had a long run in the series that I guess still airs now called Good Girls. Um, Olivia O'Neill as Catherine. She's the other possessed girl in the movie here. This is her first gig of any type that I could find. Like, this is literally her debut. And I don't remember if they say, usually in the, uh, when it is in a movie, it'll say introducing so-and-so. Mm. And I don't recall seeing that in the credits. Maybe I just missed it, but. Yeah, this is her first gig of any type. Um, Anne Dowd as Anne. That's a real original, right? Anne, you're playing Anne. Um, she's the uh, neighbor that is a nurse that apparently is a failed nun or whatever she is in the movie. Uh, she would also be known from a really great movie, Hereditary. <laughs> and from what I've heard, a really great series called The Handmaid's Tale. I've never watched it, but I've heard lots of good things about it. Uh, yeah, she's in those. And Jennifer Nettles as Miranda. Now, she is the mom of the uh, uh, Catherine, one of the girls possessed. She would best be known as the singer of the country music group Sugarland, which I know little to nothing about country music, but I've heard of the band Sugarland. So apparently she's the lead singer of that group. So that's that's interesting. That group. That, that group of country <laughs> country folk. That uh, that's an <clears throat> interesting casting choice, right? Because I, I don't know how deeper mm -hmm. acting credits go. I didn't really dig, but I just found it interesting that yeah, let's just get the lead singer of Sugarland to be <laughs> to be the mom in the. Um, there's also someone else that pops up in this that uh, I guess we could uh, sh should I even mention? Yeah, why not? Fuck it. Remember, we are a spoiler filled podcast here. We we've gave you fair warning. <clears throat> very briefly, Linda Blair reprises mm, yes. her role as Regan McNeil, of course, from the original Exorcist film. So we'll get into that here in just a second when we start talking about the movie a little bit more. But yeah, still cool that they were, you would have to, maybe they don't have to throw as much at, at her as they did Ellen Burstyn, but right. Because Smoke, has she been in any of these other than the second one? Because I know she was in The Heritage, mm -hmm. right? I don't know if she ever came back after that debacle. Yeah, yeah, I think that's why, because I think she wanted to wash her hands of it after the heritage. But, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that was the only other one that she, so three, three Exorcist movies, including, you know, the first one, and, Heretic, and this one. And like I said, this movie ignores any other sequels. So anything that happened in the Heretic or anything that happened after that, right? The, yeah. The underrated Exorcist 3, any of that other shit, that doesn't, that didn't happen, that didn't count. You're going from... What happened to the McNeils to now? Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby. 
get ourselves a treat. For you, the listeners of the All-American Spook Show podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. So I hopped on over to audible.com, typed in The Exorcist, and hey, what do you know? Lots of stuff popped up. Of course, you've got the original novel of The Exorcist by William Peter Blatty, and we talked about that last week when we did The Exorcist, so that's available to you there, of course, over on Audible. But we've also got a book called The Extraordinary Life of Sam Hell, a novel (laughs) by Robert Dugoni. That one is almost 12 hours long, so that sounds interesting. Is that uh, Health Comes to Frogtown? No. Yeah. It's (laughs) it's the uh, biography of... (laughs) Wasn't his name Sam Hell? It was something Hell, right? Yeah. It was was Sam Hell. Yeah. Roddy Piper. Yeah. God, we got to get to that movie here. Hey, let's just talk about Hell Comes to Frogtown instead of talking about The Exorcist Believer. (laughs) Um, Uh, Maybe Cold Corner. Yeah. One more title I've got here. The Exorcist's House by Nick Roberts. That one is just over nine hours long. So I I just typed in the exorcist and brought back 116 results on audible. So you just go over and type that in. Surely you'll find something. If you're into this type of stuff, you will find something over on audible. So to do that and get your free audio book, go to audibletrial.com slash spook show. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash spook show for your free audio book. So now I have to take a brief pause here. Hold on. I didn't bring my shit up. I suck. All right, so I'm going to hop on back over to IMDb, and I'm going to click on Plot Summary to see what if anyone has actually put anything of depth on there. Man, what the hell? Nothing's popping up. Where is it? Oh, there it is. Like I said, brand new movie. There's less less stuff. Uh, we've got two on here, so I'll just read both of them since that's all we got. When two girls disappear into the woods and return three days later with no memory of what happened to them, the father of one girl seeks out Chris McNeil who's been forever altered by what happened to her daughter 50 years ago. Then we also have (laughs) when single father, Victor Fielding's daughter, Angela and her friend, Catherine show signs of demonic possession. It unleashes a chain of events that forces him to confront the nadir of evil. Oh, big word there. Terrified and desperate. He seeks out Chris McNeil, the only person alive who's witnessed anything like it before. And do we regret witnessing anything to do with anything to do with this? <laughs> nah, I don't know. I think only Don Knotts could have made this better. Don Knotts. <laughs> the ghost of Mr. Chicken. Oh, man. You know what? Dude, this movie, like, this goes from whatever I'm about to say it is here in a few minutes to fucking five stars if Don Knotts is in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> when you said, uh, was it 50 years ago? Yeah. <laughs> reminded they, me of the- Ghost of Mr. Chicken. And they even used uh, Bon Ami. That a boy, uh, Luther. Any, any Ghost of Mr. Chicken fans out there, they're rolling around on the floor laughing. All right, before we before we get into this, I'm going to have to pop a drink because uh, it's about to get a little hairy here. Rough. Yeah, rough. I, I, that, you know, actually, that's the third synopsis on IMDb of this movie. It's rough. Says, it just says rough. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> where do you start with this movie? Haiti? Cause that's, I what, mean, that's honestly like, yes. And <laughs> there's, there's a reason that, okay. So do we talk about, you know, like how it kind of sets up? I'll tell you one thing that I was like, okay. So 
I guess they they follow, um, um, you know, uh, uh, I can forget her. I guess it's Angela's mom before, you know, when she's, you know, her she's pregnant with uh, Angela. Yeah. yeah. But they're on, I guess, with their own vacation in Haiti or whatever. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, her dad's a photographer and he wants to, you know, get some shots or whatever. But uh, without actually going into it. um, So I thought it was interesting, you know, because we we know that, you know, the uh, the exorcism as is basically like a and correct me if I'm wrong, smoke. This is uh, basically like a. uh, um, like a Roman Catholic ritual that has to be, um, I guess, uh, kind of sanctioned by the yeah. Vatican. Yeah, it has to be approved. Yeah, of course. It has to be like uh, san- like priest, a sanctioned ritual. Priests just, priest just can't then, run around exercising people. Exactly. They, they have to, there's a whole thing. But I thought it was, I thought it was interesting how they, you know, they, they had <clears throat> basically like a Haitian ritual. So I don't know much about that. So like, I was like, well, okay, maybe it's like voodoo or something. That would be like an interesting take on, you know, and <laughs> boy, were you? <laughs> it's just like, oh, okay, I, I, yeah, I'll that's agree. a cool idea. That's a, that's that... an interesting thing that you you don't really know what's coming. Like you've seen Serpent in the Rainbow, but it's a different type, or maybe you haven't. And um, you know, it, it's just maybe it's a different type of. Uh, exorcism that they could have, you know. Now, I, you know, to the I, I, know. I, I do agree that it was it was interesting that they didn't. God, I I don't know how to put this. It was like an interesting concept that like they didn't know how to follow through with. Because I really mm. do think it was interesting. Like, because usually in in almost every single motherfucking exorcism movie, right? Who does the exorcism? Priest. It's a Catholic like a, priest. Yeah, it's, it's a Catholic, Catholic priest. priest. In this one, they were like, well, wait a minute. Instead of it being a Catholic priest, let's get like a fucking like Southern Baptist preacher. Let's get a, a, a for lack of a better term of what she is, like a voodoo woman. And let's get yeah. a, a, <clears throat> like a, a, a what, what was the a, 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 a fallen. A nun? fallen nun. Yeah, yeah fall, <laughs> the nun. Let's get. But it was interesting in that regard. Like, it's not always going to be the same person that does this. Exactly. Right, let's yeah. get some different people in here. Like, I thought that was interesting. It's just they didn't. Yeah. It's just. It was something and then nothing. It's know? almost like, you know, and this is, this is a, uh, this is not really, you know, this is the only, the only time you will, you will ever, ever really get uh, exorcism and fantasy football. But uh, it's like you have, you have like a whole bunch of like names and a hat. You know, and you're just like, you have all these ideas in a hat and you're just, that, not, that's it what just it is. doesn't get, that's what hmm? it is. They bring in the religious all-stars. That's what it is. That's the premise, right? Like we, <laughs> one, one, one Catholic priest isn't enough for this shit. Let's bring in the religion all-stars and let's throw down on these demons, right? That, that yeah, is, it's like the, all and, you need is Scooby-Doo and the Harlem Globetrotters. I think Scooby-Doo would have been more effective. Right. I don't know, man. I, I just, yeah, I guess let's move on with it. <laughs> well, you know, like I will say this too, the, cause we just talked about this last week with the exorcist, the leap from whatever the fuck happens at the beginning of this movie to whatever the fuck happens to these girls 
makes about as much sense as what happened at the beginning of The Exorcist and all of a sudden Regan is possessed. Make it make sense, Smoke. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know how to... Because, yeah, they, I mean, you don't you don't really get the exact reason why she's possessed or how <laughs> she's possessed in the first movie. Wow. This yeah, one's even saying. less. This one's even worse, I guess. I don't, But I don't... Is it? That's really my question. Well, is it worse? Because I don't know. Because, like... After just watching that last week, that was pretty shitty. <laughs> now I'm yeah, like, but you know what? You, They're you just carrying on the tradition. <laughs> you have the you have the statue of Pazuzu, right? So okay. you can make that connection. He okay. actually mentions the name Pazuzu of this demon. I'm with you. Then you get the figure at the bottom of her stairs at at their house that okay. somebody put there. You don't know how it got there. There you go. But and then you have the Ouija board. So you have some connections, even though none of those things. And I guess maybe they were just trying. I, don't, I have never read the novel of the exorcist. So I don't know if anything's cleared up at all in there as far as the possession itself. They throw all these things in there and I guess let you decide maybe <clears throat> either one of those things or all a com- combination of all of them. But I, I didn't what- understand it. I didn't understand it last week when we did the exorcist and I don't understand it now. Why be ambiguous as to how these girls are being possessed? Why not just fucking show it? Like show me the moment. Oh well, yeah. And, they, and here they're in that <laughs> You know, they go out in the woods, right? And they are in the. They find these remains of a house, like the basement of some house. That's the house isn't even no longer standing, really, just the foundation. And they have what a little um, the I don't even know what if it's not even like a hypnotizing thing. They just got like a locket, right? To swing back and forth to yeah, do a, and a some fl- sort of hypnotizing yeah, thing. They got like a candle of, flame or some shit. And so, and that's it. There's not even like you know. I thought maybe maybe they're going to connect it with the Pazuzu <laughs> in some way with a staff with a little figurine or something. Nothing, none of that. It's just like they're in the woods, and I like to say I don't know how far we're going to go into spoilers. I mean, I don't think. I mean, well, you know, they're in the woods, and like I said, fair, they're in these the house. Warning, like, so. yeah. and then uh, and then they go missing for three days or whatever. When they're found, they come back. Then they're possessed. So, <laughs> but you don't. Yeah. You know, you don't, now, why, so of. going in, I mean, <clears throat> so we kind of knew going in uh, that this is the first part of a basically a trilogy we know a trilogy is coming so are these answer you know are these questions basically that we're posing are they answered in the second in you know in the second installment i like to but i like to think so but like they have a whole such a horrible track record with the last trilogy they did mm, that like i got i don't have much faith that they're going to answer these fucking questions but also like even as a standalone movie, take the exorcist out of it. Mm-hmm. Like take the, you know, the, the stigma, the, the history, the, you know, the symbolism, take that out, out of it and just look at this from a standalone movie. There's so many unanswered questions. Like if, like if this, if we knew, let's say <clears throat> we didn't, you know, this was just supposed to be beginning to end. You know, just just a movie. Ah. Like what? Yeah, yeah. Well, see, therein I think is one of the problems here. I think because they intend for it to be a trilogy, and they pretty much know that it's going to be a trilogy. I think they purposefully wrote and enacted this movie the way they did. Like because like you could see it both ways, right? If you just watch this movie as a self-contained, like we're not going to make two more. You could see where they could end it here. They could, right? They could say, all right, peace out. 
or they could continue the story, which seems like that's what's going to happen, right? So I think they purposefully didn't answer some questions just so they'd have more to get through for two more movies. But, man, it's such a cash grab angle, you know, the whole thing. I think that just, it just shits on it so much that it does this movie a disservice. Oh, yeah. Because of that. You know, like, well, well, we got two more to fix it. No, motherfucker, no. how about you fix no. the fucking first one first before you worry about yeah, fixing exactly. it? You know, like, make this one good so I'll care about the next two. Right? <clears throat> yeah. So, I mean, like, I don't... Yeah, you want to draw them in and, you know, just like... I mean, even if you did no marketing at all, you want to create that word, that buzz. Yeah. You know, that... Um, horror, movie, ah. horror genre probably arguably more than just about any other movie genre relies on buzz. It relies mm-hmm. on word of mouth. It relies on fuck. Did you see that movie? No. Let me tell you about it. You got to go see this shit, right? Like well, you don't talk about, maybe you talk about action movies that way, but you maybe comedies to an extent, but you don't talk about dramas that way. Unless it's like, you know, fucking Godfather or you know, like high level shit. Like, man, that was really good. You need to go check that out. Like, Horror thrives on that. Word mm. of mouth, buzz, people getting behind it, uh, people making it their own cult, right? Cult followings, everything. That's what that's what keeps horror alive, you know. That and a thousand podcasts like ours. But you know, the, the so the the bad the How bad, the bad the were, come out? What's that? Smoke? Sorry. Things were, I mean, it had to have been cut out. I mean, the movie seems disjointed as hell. And then I know it went before test audiences. So I don't know if they, you know, <laughs> they <laughs> were not, you know, oh, this, this, this part sucked or that part or whatever. <laughs> they on board. I don't, I didn't hear about whether, how much of that they did, but it just seems like there was a lot of. I, I don't doubt it. There was probably a lot of reshoots, reworks, re-edits, yeah. re-everything. I mean, yeah. Ma- imagine how bad it was before. Yeah. I mean, I want to say how bad it well, was. The know. thing is, like, there are there are some redeeming qualities here, you know. And that, that there I mean, are to me that will affect my rating just, a little bit. I mean, this isn't the worst thing I've ever seen, but it's, no, far, it's no, far from it's, the worst, and it's far from the best. But sometimes that's the worst place to be too, because then you become apathetic. That means I don't give a fuck about this thing one way or another. So <clears> that's even worse than loving it or hating it. You just okay, yeah. it happened. Fuck it. Move on to the next thing, you know? Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, I, I just don't, I... you know what, you know what, one of the things I kept thinking about when I went and saw this was the, the, um, I don't, I don't always like shitting on actors, man, but like the casting in this movie just didn't seem right. You know, like, a couple of them were fine. You know, I'm not going to knock the two younger girls that are in it. I think you know they they hold up their end, right? Like, hey, act <clears> like a act like a crazed demonic teenager. Okay, you know that. <laughs> I think they got that down fair enough. Mm. They it doesn't have the edge of the first movie. That edginess. That holy fuck! Did you hear what she just said and did? I, you don't. To me, maybe it's because I it's been done a thousand times and you've seen it a thousand times. They seem kind of vanilla, like vanilla demons to me. You know what I mean? There, and not only that, yeah, 
exactly what you said. There are so many exorcism movies. There are so many. And maybe that is, but, that's part of the problem. Yeah, and also, like, like some of the, you know, like, like you mentioned, jump scares, you know, whatever. But, um, like, you're not, I don't know, I, I don't think they go, I don't think they go that into, <clears throat> I don't know, I just think they, they could have explored the Haitian, you know, the uh, the Haitian evil spirit, and that, and that uh, voodoo, gave, whatever, yeah, whatever it was. That would have gave it more edge, which, like I said, it yeah. this had none. This just doesn't have any edge. Yeah, because. It a punch. It has nothing you take away. No. Nah. There's nothing about this movie five years from now that you're going to be like that movie generally was meh, but that, that moment right there, that was, that was fucked up. That was cool. Right. There's always at least one moment in it. And just about any horror movie we're like, well, that was all right. But that right there, that was, that was crazy. This, this movie, is, this didn't have any of that. and this may be, you know, David Gordon Green's horror legacy that he's just, he's just a disappointing horror director. Production wise, it's fine. I just think the casting is not very good. And I'm not, once again, I'm not shitting on everybody here. It's just, I don't, I think some of them are in the wrong spots, you know, or maybe they just needed some more juice in certain spots or something like the, the, uh, the Southern Baptist type preacher guy. He's not mm. Baptisty enough. You know what I mean? He needs to be a little bit more fire and brimstone to me. Like he's just kind of there and accepting of everything. Uh, the, the voodoo woman. Right, that they bring in. It, well, is it? It isn't. Uh, you know, isn't kind of just being there and just being accept. Well, then again, I, I do see your point. Bring some. But then again, like, is that like where was where was the setting though? Like, is was that? Could you even consider that uh, southern? Because I don't. Well, I, I mean, I, we I just, we're I in the south. Southern, but, I say southern Baptist, but it's supposed to be like one of those evangelical <clears throat> type of uh, you know, yeah, preachers, right? Like that's what he's supposed to be. No. Yeah. Uh, he did. I don't know. I, 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 it was hard to peg what was wrong with this thing. Yeah. And how I could have made it better, or how <clears> I recommend it be. Smoke. Do you got any? I mean, like, what do you think? I mean, like, you try to. Be, I think it's a great screaming pile of fucking dog shit. <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> I've seen so much worse, though, man. I will. Point, re- I will point you in the in the direction of a movie that came out this year called Snow Falls. Fuck that movie. <laughs> I would watch this movie five times in a row. That's just the first one that comes off my mind. <laughs> five times in a row, and I'd watch Billy the Kid versus Dracula. Yeah. I think the only thing I wouldn't <laughs> be Cats and the Disaster movie, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> or this one. I mean, look, Billy getting, the Kid getting, versus Dracula. Oh, my God. We're getting too close to giving, giving away. We're getting too close to the territory of giving away our ratings here, but. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's true. I'm just saying, like, if, if you're trying to be, if you're trying, <laughs> it is what it is, right? I mean, I think we've all let it be known that we didn't really like it, but like, you try to levy some constructive criticism in the sense of like, what could they have done to make this better other than not make it? Right? <laughs> There's got to be something. That for me, like, leave it alone. In fact, well, I'll give you my honest opinion on the whole Exorcist franchise. As much as I like Part Three, they could have just stopped with the first. <laughs> oh yeah, they didn't yeah. really. Like it's not even really begs to different, you know, to make any other movies. It's like really should have just been one movie. But like I said, I say that even though I I think the third one is underrated and a a good, really great film. 
but it didn't really have to be made. You know, I point, like, you, it's in, just, I point yeah. you in the direction of the numbers that we spit out last week. Uh, the Exorcist went on to a worldwide gross of $428.2 million. So that's your answer as to why they keep doing yes, this. Hollywood money. So they're going to need to make some more. Yeah, and now they got <laughs> this sunk into it. So, like, fuck it, you're getting it whether you like it or not. But, you know. Yeah. I, I just mean it in the sense of, like, look, there was some stuff here. There's something there. But, like, it was just so poorly executed that it's lost. It's gone. You know? Mm. It evaporated. <clears throat> Whatever they had is just not there. There's no juice. There's no edge. There's no punch. However you want to phrase it, it's just, it just exists. You know? And there's not much memorable here other than you're just, other than your disappointment. I think that's what you'd probably take away from it. Other than uh, Chris McNeil getting her eyes gouged out with a cross. That, okay. Oh, oh, wait, wait. I almost forgot. And I guess, I guess I'll, I, no, you know what? I'm going to save it for my uh, highlight kill because <clears throat> there's the one moment, right? That's, the, <laughs> that's the one. I'll save that for a second. The, the, the priest, <laughs> that was pretty good, but <laughs> the body in the blood, the body in the blood. That's ridiculous. Ridiculous. How about when they, I, th- I think they pretty- had that in the trailer. Like, because I had watched the trailer yeah. after afterwards. I, I was like, wait saw, a second. I went and saw something. I want to say maybe it was Oppenheimer <clears throat> or something a month or two back. And that's when I got ambushed with the trailer. Because I was trying to avoid it. You know, yeah. and then when I said, I'm like, oh, fuck, here it is. Here we go. You know, so I'm watching it. I think a lot of the key moments, other than one or two, were in the, in the trailers. You know? Yeah. Well, you know, and maybe... It, the way that she kind of delivered that, it just reminded me of Hack a Lantern, man. <laughs> there's, there's power in the blood. <laughs> there's what another movie. What's that smoke? I said, there's another movie I'd watch five more times before this one. Oh, yeah. I, t- I totally agree mm-hmm. with that. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you, you might, you're going too far if you say Home Sweet Home or something like that. But <clears throat> I already said Home Sweet Home earlier. Okay, well, I'd that, watch Home Sweet Home. Yeah, maybe be- not five, but at least once or twice. <laughs> that might be a bridge too far. I mean, although, you know, I could see what you're saying. Like, oh, at least that's stupid in the right ways. This is stupid in yeah. the wrong ways, I guess. But Well, that's my, you know, that's my kind of bread and butter stuff. Is that sort of. I get, yeah, yeah. We've talked about that. I get it. I'm just saying like, for, a, for a film, for a movie, it is not as good. But, yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I guess that's enough. You know. <laughs> We can go ahead and get into the ratings part of this because I think uh, I think putting assigning a number to this to these star <laughs> ratings is what is what the interesting part of this is. So, uh, Donnie, I'm gonna let you go first. Oh wow, okay. Um, all right, so start us off. My, right. <clears throat> yeah, my, you know, and you know, this wasn't on IMDb. It was just something I ha- happened to run across. Um, another alternate uh, title. Uh, to this was uh, The Exorcist, Missed Opportunities. <laughs> missed Opportunities. <laughs> missed Opportunities, yeah. It should be um, The Exorcist Disappointment. Nah, nah, you know, just uh, overall, to me, uh, just weak execution of a, uh, um, of you know, some, some pretty solid ideas that just never really got, you know, it didn't get a bunch out. of loose ends, yeah. you know. Um, uh, you know, would, would have liked to have have details on what happened during that three day stretch. Um, you'll you get know. those. You'll get those in the next movie. 
Yeah, right. Stay tuned next time yeah. for in two right. years. Yeah, right. Um, deceiver, I think, but <clears throat> um, but yeah, take away the Exorcist uh, connections, you know, to the uh, to the original, and I I still don't think my it would change my rating at all. Um, trying to find something positive about it. I mean, I don't think that you know you talk about it being uh, you know the cast, you know, just whatever. I mean, I think I don't know. I, I think, I think it was kind of performed well. I, it, I think it's fine for what it is. It's just that, like, I think it needed some more juice in that area. Like, yeah, it, like uh, nothing against uh, what Leslie Odom, right? But otherwise, mm-hmm. you got the, you got the singer of Sugarland and a bunch of other people you've never fucking heard of, and you know, of course, the young girls. Okay, I'll give them a pass. They're you know they're just getting started, but everyone else is like, man, you need something like. Throw you got to have something. Throw, throw, it's just I, I'm not even saying something like Brad Pitt, but just throw a fucking Idris Elba in here or something. Throw somebody something yeah. you can grasp a hold of and say, all right. Besides Ellen Burstyn and uh, you know the brief appearance by Linda Blair, this is the person that's going to take this franchise forward. This guy, yeah, the next uh, Father Marin, right? The next. You don't have that. No, no. You don't. You don't have anybody to to really give it legs mm-hmm. at all. But uh, um, so yeah, like I said, missed opportunities, um, and I'm. I think I'm kind of being generous, but also kind of want to be fair too. Um, I'm going to be, I'm going to say two stars. Uh, yeah, I think that's where I'm at. Um, you know, what? I, 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 we always reserve the right to re-rate because, you know, our mm, year end yeah. thing. And obviously we won't be re-rating, re-rating this at the end of the month on our fifth anniversary show because, mm, you know, we just nah. fucking watched it. And what are the odds of anyone changing their mind in two weeks? But two or three weeks, but, uh, next year when we've had time to sleep on it and maybe watch it three more times, right? Smoke. Mm. Uh, mm. We, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I had that demon gouge my own eyes out like yeah. Ellen bursting. <laughs> so I, I think for those, for the reasons that you said, I'm going to give it two stars too. And, and with that, that's just on my scale. And that gives you a little bit more wiggle room I mean, I doubt a year from now I'm going to think any more positively about it. Maybe I doubt it. So I'll give myself a little wiggle room there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't begrudge anyone that's going to go, you know, a lot lower either. I mean, it's just, it's got nothing, man. It's just got, there's a little bit there. Production value is fine, you know, uh, and it better be for $30 million, right? But <laughs> uh, I just think there needed to be something more, something some more memorable moments, something you can pull from it and say, all right, well you hooked me enough to get me to the next one. And they just didn't do that here. So I'm going to go two stars for now. So smoke, what do you say? Oh, well, <laughs> I've, I've already let it known, I guess be, be well known most of my thoughts on it. So, but yeah, I think it pretty much exemplifies everything I hate about modern Hollywood movies. Uh, leg- they bring in a legacy character for nostalgia, and that's about it. Because Ellen Burstyn was in here for like all of what six minutes, maybe a screen time, <laughs> if that. I mean, maybe, yeah, maybe six to ten minutes combined. Yeah, just enough for her to be there for, like I said, that nostalgia factor. And then she's boom, then they, they get rid of her or whatever, and she's pretty much gone for the rest of the movie and really ineffectual and then, for doing anything. And then the movie coup, other. and then the coup de gras is uh, Linda Blair. Yeah, and then she comes in again, kind of you know for that, and that might have been. <laughs> For me, if I had to look at any kind of positives for this movie, um, 
I mean, I can really only think of two. One is Lynn, well, three, I guess, Ellen Burstein. But like I said, she she's there for the nostalgia factor, to chew the scenery a little bit, and then boom, they, then she's out of it. So, but then, I mean, at least she was in it, right? You could and, say, and, yeah. And then they gouge her eyes out so she didn't have to see the rest of the script. That's right. And then the Linda Blair coming in, but like I said, that was even like less. That was like thirty seconds for her, <laughs> maybe a minute. Uh, but that uh, I have to come up with a positive. Those are two positives. Another positive would be, all right, that. Although, like I said, that, that jump scares to me have no real place in like exorcism movies. You should be able to generate, you know, scares and fear and creepiness like the first movie. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Without resorting to any, as far as I can recall, I don't think there was any jump scares in the first one. But if I, you know, one of the other positives was the snake scene got me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, yeah. When the, the, she sees like the little necklace and, or he does. And then he picks up the rock, and then the snake jumps out. Yep, yep, <laughs> that one got me. Yeah, I think and, that got a few people in the in the theater that I was watching it in. And uh, yeah, and well, well, I don't want to give this away yet because I think it's gonna it's gonna come up again for you. But you know where I'm going. Yes. As far as one of the yeah, that was that was pretty cool, and that was like kind of unexpected, like oh shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was also, I guess you could say, that was sort of a nod to the first movie, right? Mm-hmm. In a way, yeah. But, but you know, I haven't. I'm being ambiguous about this because it's going to be something Josh is going to bring up in a little while. So, yes. uh, so that was cool. I guess so. You know, to that's the positives I can come up with this thing. It, it definitely, like you said, does not make me want to see any of the sequels. It, like it did not drag pull <laughs> me in. And say, oh yeah, well, I can't wait till the next uh, Exorcist comes out. And also, I think if they, <laughs> I didn't think that there would be another movie, Exorcist movie, that would be worse than part two the heretic but my god david gordon green did it <laughs> yeah. if that is that if that's what he was going for man that's the wrong one to aim for yeah yeah you need, that you need to lean a little bit to the left or right of part two not dead center true but yeah it's just a, a I, like i said it kind of exemplifies everything i don't like about modern hollywood movies and i look forward to i find myself not looking forward to hardly any Hollywood films that come out, but I do look forward to independent films. And on the same day that uh, we saw Exorcist, they did a double feature day, and they, they were playing uh, Where, not Where, When Evil Lurks, mm. which is an Argentine film from the director of Terrified that we did. And I don't have, I don't remember uh, what episode number, but we did Terrified pretty early on. That was really early on, but that was uh, Damien was Runia. Number three. Damien Runia, I think, was the director of that yeah. one, right? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So it was his latest movie. It was like, I mean, I exponentially better it was fourth episode four okay of uh the podcast so we will have to do this when evil lurks at some point because it was exponentially better than exorcist and it was also coincidentally a possession film of sorts yeah uh, oh yeah those are those it's just uh for me personally the, the more movies that they churn out from hollywood the, the worse they get as far as how they craft them the story writing the every just I think they're part of, I, the bloom house might be one of the problems. Cause they seem to be putting out everything that's horribly in Hollywood. They're big, <laughs> nowadays. They're pretty much the big ones right now. Them. And I guess at what a 24, they're kind of like the two main, you know, a 24. I, I do look forward to their, most of theirs. I mean, yeah. you know, their types of movies because it's that indie feel, at least still it's yeah. outside that outside the Hollywood system. So, and I mean, that's probably that that's just, that's the way I've always been. Like, I, although I like Hollywood movies better in the eighties and even in the nineties, I always like the independent ones better. Anyhow, those the grindhouse type stuff and all that, and even some of the. That's not really, you know, 
neither here nor there. It's just that I think that today they could they they need to go back to the drawing board when it comes to writing these things or something. Because <laughs> if they're if they're trying to write the most boringest like plot, you know, like or also come up with an original idea. Because the other thing is just buying up legacy stuff and then re-releasing and rehashing stuff is just getting uh, to the point where I think they just have no ideas. I guess. But that's my rant on Hollywood and modern Hollywood movies and <laughs> and The Exorcist. So I'd give it. Uh, I'm gonna go with. I'll get. I'll be generous and give it one. <laughs> wow. Rough sledding for old, for old uh, demon whatever whatever the fuck the name of the demon was in here. Oh, that was another yeah. point I wanted to make too. Was like, why were these demons so polite? Did you notice that? How how. You know, it's a demon. It's from hell, and it's possessing these girls. It was pretty rancid things going on in the first movie, and yeah. that's that's part <laughs> of that's part of that's what another meant, thing. That's part of what I meant by the edge of it. Like that first one, man. Like the shit that the, you know that they had yeah. saying. Like fast forward well, fifty I, years, you think they'd be able to say that? Like, maybe they just didn't want to go there. With the, I think, yeah. Well, again, it exemplifies part of that modern thing. I think they just don't want to offend too many people, but they're demons, <laughs> so. I mean, so, that, you know, that putting being said, they, they thing, still said a few vile things. It was just kind of non, uh, <clears throat> there, there wasn't as yeah, many of them, I mean, you know, but. And honestly, Danny, like, you know, Danny McBride, I would expect a little bit more zest, yeah. you know, it, in, in the writing. For that matter, David Gordon Green, because I mean, like, yeah, a lot same. of the stuff that Danny McBride has done, I mean, it was with him. So, I mean, like, with, the, yeah, with him, the yeah. pedigree is there for these guys to just fucking go for it. But it's like. I guess because of the budget, because it's universal and there's a, you know, there's a, there's only so far they're going to go. Maybe, you know, I don't know. But that's what, it, that was at least yeah, one I mean, of the things that it was missing that. So, well, there yeah. we go. That, you know, as far as ratings, we'll leave it there. That gives, that brings it to a score right now without Will's two cents to 1.6 out of five stars. So not good, not yeah. good. Um, <laughs> We're not leaving this one out in the cold quite yet, though. Although I know you guys are ready to leave it out in the cold, but we're not we're not there just yet. Connections from the crates. Yes. All right. So, um, if this is your, uh, you know, your. If we if we popped your spook show cherry here with uh, <laughs> the look, Exorcist this, believer, it, it might be the case because this movie just came out, so there might be some people. Yeah, you know, maybe so. Listening this week. Yeah, so basically, what we do here with uh, Crypt Connections, we connect the current movie episode by any cast and crew connections to past spook show episodes, and with the Exorcist believer uh, on the cast side, we've got two. We've got uh, Ellen Burstyn who reprises her role as Chris McNeil. Uh, she was in The Wicker Man uh, from 2006, as well as The Exorcist uh, from uh, 1973 when we uh, when we covered it, the original, as well as mm-hmm. we also have a second connection on, on the cast. A um, little less well-known, but uh, Celeste Olivia. She played the detective. She was... <laughs> Well, she was when we covered, um, she was also in Black Friday with uh, Bruce Campbell in uh, 2021. Yep. And uh, she was also in Don't Look Up 
uh, also from 2021 when he covered that back in the um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Summer Disaster series. Blank. I'm like, what is that movie? And now I remember. Yeah. 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 Yep. Okay. Um, and on the crew side, we've got a uh, producer, Jason Blum. There's actually, we've got two connections as well uh, on the crew side. Uh, producer Jason Blum, um, yeah. he also produced um, uh, when we covered Halloween from 2018. Uh, the Green Inferno, uh-huh. Into the Dark there Crawlers. Yep. I know that uh, motherfucker is the Into the Dark stuff. So yep, there you yep. go. Yeah, that's, I uh, that's, that's was smoke, it. I, that's smoke all written all over it. Oh, crawlers. I I torched him on Twitter, and he responded. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I, you should. Yeah, I uh, tor- crawlers and whoever the director was or something said something right or whoever. Yeah, was. yeah, it was Jason Blum. Yeah, he oh, was, uh, okay. he responded. Yeah. Um, and what then was, he also uh, produced uh, Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends. What about and then, uh, Pilgrim? Right? Would that have been some connection there? You would think. Um, I don't. I mean, into the I dark. I, I, you know. Mm, maybe, no, maybe, he, uh, he wasn't. He wasn't on. Uh, he wasn't on Pilgrim. Okay. Uh, and I I remember us covering it. But, yeah, yeah. Maybe um, didn't have the other connection on the crew side was uh, makeup effects artist Gary J. Tunnicliffe. Um, he dates back to Ginger Snaps, and oh yeah, save your disdain for. Uh, he was also um, makeup effects artist for Hellraiser three, four, five, and six. You know, the common thread is we've caught more shit for hating some of those things that you just mentioned, mm, right? Yes. Like more often than not, I think we generally like stuff. You know, like usually we're. Fairly positive here, I, I think, on most things. But, like, it just so happens that, like, this stuff is just not hitting for us, at least. And no. then and then we, we knock it, and then somebody fucking says something. You know, we get... Yes. We catch shit. We caught shit for... Uh, Hating uh, on ginger snaps. Ginger snaps. We caught shit for one of those Hellraisers. Remember the... Yeah, Bloodline. 1-800-Fuck-You <laughs> or whatever it was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 that was uh, uh, Pinhead himself. Gave yeah. us hate for that one. <laughs> Yeah, he constructive criticism. Well, yeah, and we called him back at one eight hundred eat shit or whatever it was. And uh, but it, yeah, like we called shit for that stuff more than like anything else. It's weird, like the the things people pick to. And we might hear some words on this one, although I doubt it. But you never know; like there might be somebody. Yeah. How, how dare I'll tell you, man? How dare you besmirch the Exorcist? You know, look, we're oh, yeah. on the Exorcist. We did that last week, and we gave that high marks. We're shitting on this one. Yeah. By, by and large, we're shitting on this one. The hills people die on, man. I think disappointment is the word of the day. But no. we're not, don't be disappointed just that. We're not done. Let's talk about the kill reel. Highlight kill. Now, Will's not here to give the kill count, but it's not, I, I don't even remember a number. It can't be very high, right? There's only a handful here. M- much like I think it was, wasn't it? <laughs> how, what'd you say? Wasn't there only two? Uh, oh, wait, you talked about the kill count. Oh, wait, you on the highlight or the kill count? I'm on the highlight kill, but I was just saying, like, Will's not here to give the kill count, so I was just trying to th- rough think of a number, but, yeah, it's probably only two or three here. It was the, the, the well, I don't, I, well, we're giving these away, right? Well, we already I, talked about yeah, yeah, spoilers. Well, so. well, I'll say yeah. one because this is my highlight kill. It's the priest. When the priest, <laughs> for lack of better explanation of the situation, they won't give the priest the blessing to do the exorcism. So he's just like, I can't be in there. They're dangerous. 
<laughs> and then he just sits out in the car and prays while they're in there fighting the demons or whatever. Then I guess at some point he grows a pair and then he, he comes into the room and hell Mary full of grace, blah, blah, blah. And then snap a lapa. They just slowly <laughs> snap that. They turn that motherfucker's head almost 360. Uh, and, and that's the highlight kill because that in my mind is the coolest, b- best takeaway moment of the movie other than the end. That, <laughs> that is the takeaway, right? That moment where they slowly twist that dude's head like a, a fucking twist cap off of a bottle of Pepsi. So that's the highlight kill. But getting back to the kill count there. Yeah. I mean, like you got that one, you got the, uh, I guess one of the girls, right? Like, you know, once again, spoiler, you know, we've gave you plenty of alert. Oh yeah. I take that back. There was three then. Okay. Well, there you <laughs> so go. So the, the, right. Then the highlight, the highlight killed the priest, but the mom in the beginning. Yeah. Okay. You know, yeah. Yeah. She dies in the earthquake. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess so, three yeah, then. There you go. Sure. All right. So all that leads us to. Gore score. I don't recall what I gave the first Exorcist movie. Well, I can tell you, you gave the uh, gore score to that one was five. Yeah, this one, I mean, well, and it's low because you know, they're a possession movies, so you don't expect there to be a whole lot of, of splatter and gore going on in here. So, And this one, maybe, I don't know if they had more or less than the first movie. I know that the main gory kill, would, well, not, it wasn't even a kill, but the main gory scene would have been Ellen Burstein's uh, eye gouging. Yeah, that I can think. Of. I can't really think of too many more that were. I think the two worst I mean, by, by by far were, the, yeah, her getting her eyes gouged out with the cross. That's pretty fucked up. And then the priest. Yeah, and the priest, and that one wasn't gory per se. You know, it was it was uh, twisted. Yeah. <laughs> pardon the pun. Other than uh, that, it's like kind of gross out stuff. Like remember they got cuts and shit on their feet, and their fingernails were peeled back, and she, you know, like the things that yeah. happened to them being possessed. True. And of course, there's puking because it's an exorcism movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's some of that. Uh, but yeah, I think overall, I, I think the main reason I gave the first movie a five is for the cross sequence. And, now, and, they oh, did the not la- go that route, but this and movie. <laughs> and the language, too. I think that was part of the factor there, too. <laughs> yeah, like you said, this one, they were, they were pretty reserved demons on here. Yeah. No, you know, we don't want to cause too much trouble. Weak. <laughs> <laughs> that, so I was getting off on a tangent here, but like that also that came to my mind too. Again, it's like, why? What the fuck is the deal with him? Like, one of them's gonna, one of them choose, one's gonna die, and one's gonna live. What the hell was the point of that? It all of a sudden became that, like a that's Billy. The, uh, that's the Saul. believer part of it. Don't you see? The next movie is called Deceiver. Real fucking, <laughs> real fucking deep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, and there, and also it didn't do anything. All of these religions coming together to dispel the demons didn't do shit for any of them. You know, <laughs> it's like captain planet. <laughs> Your powers combine. <laughs> shit. And then there was no, like, it felt like there was supposed to be more of a symbiotic type of thing. Like, mm, you know, yeah. se- separate, you can take them, but together, you know, they can take over the world, but nah, fuck. They just <laughs> like, they just kind of get strapped to a chair. And then like, eventually one of them's like, Choose the form of your destructor. And then they, you know, one of them fucking dies. What? She got drugged Choose back down. Choose or in, perish. She, she, she got drugged back down into the foundation of that house. 
And then something, <laughs> once again, there's going to be another movie. Something jumps out of the water and says, I choose you, Catherine, or whatever the fuck, and then drags her back down and then flatline. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, 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 that's... <laughs> you know, if we were titling episodes like, you know, the theme of the episode instead of the movie title, this would just be Tangents. <laughs> episode yeah. episode 181, <laughs> Tangents. I haven't given the rating yet for the Gore Yeah, score. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right, Gore go ahead, Go ahead and give it. I forgot that I hadn't given it until just now. I'm like, oh yeah, I didn't say what it was. Off on another tangent. Not, yeah, <laughs> not yet, but um, I'll give it a. I gave that one a five for the first movie. I'll give this one a four, I guess. Yeah, I mean it's but, roughly about the same, just a little less. I, I agree with that. So it's hard to argue it. Um, on another note with the special effects, <laughs> I don't know if this guy was a bullshit. I mean, I don't know why, what reason he had the bullshit, but I mean, we were coming out of watching the movie, and my wife's wearing an Exorcist shirt. And the guy standing in line to come see the next screening, I guess, is like, hey, what did y'all think of it? And we're like, I mean, in you know, I don't remember exact words, but in those certain terms, oh, it's a piece of shit or whatever. <laughs> Maybe not not the exact words, but yeah, ugh, it could have been better. It sucked or whatever. He's like, well, I worked on it on yeah. the special effects. <laughs> well, then you should have fucking led with that, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> sorry your work sucked. Piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Were you, you know. the guy that was in charge? Were you the guy that was in charge of that smoke monster that came out of the fucking fireplace? <laughs> oh, I, because man. if so, fuck you. Part of the crew that worked on it in Atlanta or in Savannah, probably one of the crews. I guess we didn't it really you know, stand around. Shock me, you know, where, it wouldn't shock me where we live. You know, here in the Carolinas, because uh, a lot <clears> of these dudes, you know. Uh, Danny McBride, yeah. David Gordon Green, uh, I think Scott Teams, even some of these guys are like Georgia and Carolina guys. So it wouldn't surprise me if a lot of this yeah. was, you know, somewhat local for us. One thing you said, though, that made me think of, you know, well, like I said, it seemed that was truncated and cut up. It seemed in certain parts were maybe hissing or whatever. Now it kind of confirms it because he's like, hey, well, tell me this. Was there a scene in there where somebody got sucked up into the bed sheet? And I'm like, we're looking at each other like, no. <laughs> He's, and he's just kind of like turned like, dang, or whatever. Yeah. Or, you know, <laughs> wow, that, that sounds like something interesting. No, that wasn't in there. They cut that out. I mean, if this guy was, if he wasn't bullshit and he was really working on that, I guess that, you know, that's probably the one effect that he worked on. It's like, fuckers, he didn't even put it in there. Yeah, either that or he worked on the original Nightmare on Elm Street and he just didn't know what year it was. Yeah. One or the other. <laughs> All right, well, that's enough. Let's leave it there. We've talked way too much about this movie, but sometimes the shitty ones get more of a conversation Things Sometimes get, things get a little more debate, a little <clears throat> more heated. So that's what you get here. But, uh, yeah, so there you go. Uh, I think, uh, if you're one of those exorcist completionists or something, maybe you go see it. Otherwise we don't recommend it next week though, right here on the spook show, we're going to be, uh, somewhat re airing the third annual spook show awards. Now I say that because it does still live over on our YouTube channel. We did that live last month. Uh, so if you want to see that in its entirety with our beautiful mugs included for free, like a, like a toy in a box of lucky charms or something. If you want to go see Cracker that, Jack. yeah, that's, that's closer. It's <laughs> a lot cheaper toy, smaller. Mm. Yeah. Makes, makes sense. That's still there. Um, but you're going to get like a kind of a, not necessarily truncated, but a more edited slimmed down version of it here next week on the feed. So wherever you get your podcast, that's what's coming out. And also it'll be uh, posted up on YouTube as well. This, the uh, slightly shorter version will be up there next week. Um, but the week after that, we're going to be talking, like, boy, talk about going from the outhouse to the penthouse. 
Mm. We're going to be talking uh, on episode 183 about the original Halloween from 1978. So onward and upward. The Spook Show Awards were a lot of fun. That's going to be fun to hear that again next week. And then Halloween 1978 doesn't get much bigger than that. And then, of course, that only leads to our fifth anniversary spectacular, Halloween spectacular episode that comes out Monday, October 30th at 6 p.m. East, just a mere hours before <clears throat> All Hallows' Eve. I guess technically that is All All Hallows' Eve, right, Smoke? Or no? Mm. Is, that, is that the other way around? I don't know how things work. It's the you day before Halloween. Yeah. Halloween Eve? Yeah. Halloween Eve. There you go. We'll call it that. It comes yeah, out. Yeah, it's, out it's All Hallows' Eve is technically Halloween because I think Hallows, whatever, is on the November All 1st. Hallows so. Day, yeah, whatever. So, yeah, <laughs> All Hallows' Eve. We're getting too deep in the weeds here. It comes out October 30th, the day before <laughs> Halloween, 6 p.m. East. You know, just like every Monday, our fifth anniversary Halloween spectacular will be coming out where that's the one time of year, that fanciful time of the year where we get to go back and talk about what we did in the past year, but we also all have the chance to re-rate it. So if there was something we liked more or less than the original time that we watched it, then this gives us that one time to change it. And then the, our ratings are locked in forever after that. So come join us for that. And then we onward and upward to the holiday season after that, like we'll be getting in the month of October, Thanksgiving type stuff, and then Christmas stuff all the way to the new year. So lots going on here for the rest of 2023 and onward to our year of 2024, our sixth year of existence. Once we get past our fifth anniversary. So for Will, who couldn't be with us, Donnie, Professor Smoke, I'm Josh. We are the All-American Spook Show, and we will talk to you next week for the re-airing of the third annual Spook Show Awards.